Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. What can be said about this ancient company from 1997? Well, the, they probably have about 90% of your local liquor store. We're going to look at this monolithic company and see what they own, how they got to be so massive, and what exactly they do. So relax, grab almost any scotch on the shelf, and have a drink. Have a drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Hello. Hey, everybody. Long uh, time. Yeah, sorry <laughs> uh, we were off last week. Uh, we were back in the land of no internet visiting Casey. Uh, as as I said uh, on Twitter and in our Discord, uh, yeah, we didn't want an episode of just me shouting. Uh <laughs> I mean, just be talking happen. uninformed nonsense, and then hot beverages fired back with some ice cold hurt. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you could have just done like a, a Nick Offerman type of episode, like do like a green screen background of like the fireplace and the, and you just so sit there and talk. That bring that's something uh, a, a couple of Facebook groups that I happen to be a part of that everyone likes to do chug videos with their rare and hard-to-find beers, just as a show of wealth, as I've been able to find this beer, and I have so much of it that I'm just going to chug this one. They're making it rain. That's the sound of me making it rain, because I have no money, so you just hear skin on skin. Yeah. So that that's basically what these are. And my whole thought on this is, I want to do one of those, and I want to make it look like I'm preparing to chug a beer, and then I just sit down and casually drink it for about a half an hour. The video would be roughly half an hour. I'm just going to watch like an episode of Stranger Things or something and sip on my beer, and that'd be it. And like then just end <laughs> the video and just post it on. Here's my joke. I, you know what? Furry Viking in the chat has the joke that I should have made, which was, my, haven't you done well? That, yeah, all those videos are measuring contests. Mm-hmm. And everyone calls someone out, and I'm just like, I long for someone to call me out and give me an excuse to do this, like, 30-minute video of me sitting on the couch and just enjoying a beer. <laughs> because I just believe enjoying my beverages now. I don't, I don't know. Chugging is... Ten years ago, chug- me would have chugged, you know, a whole case of Little Kings on, you know, like, a Thursday afternoon. Because that definitely happened. Chugging is a thing now when when we are on a time crunch and it's showtime. Furry Viking, roll it around in the snifter a few times and sniff slowly while you sip for an hour. Yeah, that's yep. that's my thought process on that. So, uh, what what have we been up to since since last last we were here? You uh, guys were back home. Yeah, we and went, then... went to visit Casey. We put all the babies in a big pile. It was a baby fight club like we'd longed I, for. I didn't get to see pictures of this. No, uh, the babies did get to play a little together, but... Somebody needs to download Google Photos still. <laughs> still I, I've tried. They're still just what? offset. It's like the, the the staggered ages. It's just to the point where we're like, we, we're just like a few months away from them being able to play together. Franklin was like really trying to like, he was interested. And then Emmett was like, this is a cute toy. And he yeah, keeps playing with like the Franklin was like, trying to talk to Emmett. Like he oh, was going I thought on. you meant like one of the child was a cute toy and he just picks oh. him up. And oh, no, no, no. Franklin was trying to go on with this, like, the baby gibberish, just talking and talking, and Emmett was like, that's cool, I'm going to play with your toys. <laughs> cool cool story, bro, this is new. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where he was at. He wasn't even things at more than people. <laughs> Casey, I get that. Casey's babies are absolutely adorable. Oh my god. Uh, Franklin, 
like he had the biggest head of hair and it all fell out except for this like alpha alpha bit in the very front he has just like this very focused bit of hair that comes down and like curls up i told him it's like ed grimley yeah i haven't been able to identify which of the which of the parents casey's kids looked like zella until recently and they had a picture of them both Ashley. With Ashley's face. Like yeah, her they are look both of... Ashley. Yeah. To a T. At first I was like, I don't know, Franklin's kind of more like Casey, and I was like, no, they're both, they both look like Ashley. Franklin looks dead on Ashley. Just like Emmett is dead on Brittany now. Like, <laughs> first, the, now there is no denying it. Yeah, once I posted that picture of my, my baby picture that we saw when we were at Mom and Dad's, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is... That's my son. Man, the the women are de- determining the, the 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 appearance of all of our children, because Ma- uh, Matt and Tasha's Take out Tasha. look like Tasha. So, I blame yeah. the BPA. Well, yeah, the BPAs. <laughs> I I heard that like that's the thing though. The, the little boys look more like their moms, which is weird. Uh, mm. uh, but uh, but it was, it was so, a good time. That's good. Uh, uh, I had I had an emergency liquor store trip. I mean, last those week. tend to happen. When uh, a friend of mine sends me a sends me a text and it just says, "There's a biki on sale for sixty dollars," and I just went get my pants on now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, a biki for sixty dollars. After you sent me that, I looked around. I could not find it at that price anywhere around here. Yeah, in the in the chat, we are getting gasps. That is an unheard of price, but you need to say where it's not. I got it at, at Total Wine, which I I had never walked into before, but I couldn't pass up sixty dollar Habiki. Sixty dollar Habiki makes me want to drive down to Lexington and go get it. It was the very last bottle of it oh. in that store. I walked in there and went yoink. Not even going to question what I'm spending for that. Plus, they had twelve dollar uh, Espalon, so I walked by and just went grabbing that too. You mentioned that, and then while I was everywhere checking on the Habiki prices. I checked the Espelon prices, and it's all like twenty to thirty bucks up here. And I was like, so I walked out of there for a decent, decent sale day, and I came back, and I was like, I gotta try this. I got, I, I have to have this Hobiki, uh, and mm, it was a good night. <laughs> but I will say there was one other funny story because the Hobiki in their section in their in that store is right next to their Scotch, which makes a certain kind of sense to me. I mean, yeah, a lot of the stores I see, the bourbon and, you know, the American whiskeys are all off to their own thing, and then you usually have international whiskeys kind of grouped together. Right. Uh, well, and also, like, a lot of of uh, Japanese whiskeys looks like, and yes, Total Wine doing to liquor stores what Walmart has been doing to grocery stores for decades. That is exactly why I don't want to go there. But, but I'm sorry, like it's too that, good a price. Yeah, a deal like that. Like I looking around, I couldn't find uh, Habiki for like under under seventy. Yeah, most places like seventy four. Now uh, I went, but as I'm standing in there trying to to find it, and I pick it up, and I'm looking around just seeing if there's anything else I want to try to get it. Someone uh, there's a, a someone asking one of the the store. Uh, employees about scotch and what they should get and it's oh we should get you should try getting uh, uh and the guy's like look scotch isn't really my thing um i know this one's kind of good uh, but i you know uh i don't i don't really know what, what is it you're looking for uh well i'm looking for something smoky well i mean this one still tastes pretty good it's very sweet but not really smoky and i'm just there going don't need to get involved i'm just gonna get my stuff and leave i'm not gonna yeah, you could try this over here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, you're going to want a nice Eiley scotch. So let's come over to this side. If you're willing to spend the money, let's grab you a Lagavulin. But if not, you know, you could do Freud. You could do any of these over here. You'll be fine. And the other guy's like, thank you. No problem. <laughs> That's my problem in liquor stores. I, I, I had to start turning my ears off to eavesdropping conversations and just leave. Otherwise, you'll get roped in. Occasionally, like... Because of uh, my job, sometimes I'm wearing uh, reflective gear. And so people think I'm like a warehouse worker that just happens to be <laughs> mm-hmm. in there and they'll stop me and I'll help people when they ask me. Right. Because but, you can. <laughs> yeah. But I've had to, st- like, if I'm just standing around, I'm like, no, no, it's none of your business. Don't don't get involved. Unless just, they're making blatant bad decisions. 
Like I just hear you. I just can see you guys when this happens, and you just hear in the background, like, "Now what is an IPA?" And you're just like, "That's, la, the, la, crap, la, la. that's the crap you hear if you hang around mm-hmm. a beer section too long, and someone's flagged down the poor soul who happened to be walking through there who works at the store, and now they have to try and navigate these waters that they don't know." It, that's not yeah. wrong. For the, the 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 thing I think that caught me on this one was like, "Well, you could try something like." Maybe this uh, this Johnny Walker over here. All right, there's the line. <laughs> We're not getting you a Johnny Walker red for a... Th- come here. Come over here. It would have been worse had they been like, I want a good bourbon. Well, we have this Jim Beam. <laughs> it's better. No, no. Th- let's not talk about the bourbon as they have Jack Daniels under a label that says bourbon. And I came close to burning the store to the ground. <laughs> you should have, and it would have made the world a better place. <laughs> God. Like I was reasons. like, I-, I saw it as I'm walking down the going, I have... I have a focus on here. Jack Daniels is not bourbon. It is Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, they do not claim it as bourbon, although it does meet all the criteria to be legally bourbon. I thought it was specifically something else. It's the the filter thing? The charcoal filter, which a lot of bourbon actually is. Oh. I swear I thought there was something that was like, no. It does check every box, but officially they don't actually call it bourbon. So, we're gonna find every reason, okay? <laughs> that's the, the literally the only thing I give Jack Daniels because I hate that crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like literally, I'll give them. They don't call it bourbon, so yep, you shouldn't either. Jack Daniels, that's <sighs> like the equivalent of like when I see a motorcycle person on the on the highway, and I'm like, I still don't, I don't really support any of that. And then like they don't have the proper jacket on or any other protective stuff. But then I see that they have a helmet, and I'm like. Well, at least he has a helmet on. <laughs> They're not total idiots. All right. Well, I think we have a movie draft. We should probably. Welcome to your movie draft minute presented by DiamondClub.tv for the week of July 22nd, 2019. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay, brought to you by Spiders, your original web developers. Let's go to the scoreboard. Team Drunkage Gaming is in last place with $211.5 million. Team The Vod Squad's in fifth place with $355.4 million. Team Drunk Kids Gaming is $297 million from The Lion King. And fourth place with $737.1 million. Team Average Drink is in third place with $775.3 million. Team Ultra Misery is in second place with $965 million. And in first place, it's Team Movie Party with $1,254.9 million. That's your stream Team Movie Draft Minute. All totals as of July 27, 2019. So once you hear the billion, the yeah, b- yeah but that like, that uh, that Lion King's gonna gonna knock us to four. That that whole yeah, ballast that's... point just <laughs> that so whole yeah. Point. Uh, congratulations to Ritual Misery. Uh, we didn't see for, it coming. for a good second place. Yeah, because they're on they're in the races, and we are just falling fast. There's nothing we can rally on. All of our movies have been done for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. What was our last one? Yeah. No. We. I, I, we, we were the. Yeah. We were the April Fool. Yeah. Mm. We were. Uh, so we bet. We bet heavy and hard on our hearts, and it came back to bite us in the ass because me and Justin both thought because we wanted to see them so bad to take Pikachu and Shazam, and they were, were building off of high buzz. They, they. They. Yeah. They had good buzz going in. They had a. They had a chance to to break a certain way, but it just wasn't enough in them. Yeah. So. so. Uh, so we burned out quick. We uh, we tried that. See, last time we won with the whole turtle aspect. We, we tried the hair this time and lost. <laughs> well, like, wait, what turtle? Yeah, we did the slow yeah, build over the over the season. <laughs> Taking a minute there. So uh, so yeah, and I guess it uh, stands. Uh, we're going to announce now. We're going to have a slight uh, shift in how we're doing the show. Kind of a format change. Well, so, we're 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 adding new formats. Yeah, it's not a it's not a drastic change. It's just, hey, here's another new, thing, new yeah, episode so type. Basically, we don't like to keep rambling on like we do at the beginning of the uh, episodes, and we're gonna start doing an every other week uh, kind of episode where we just each settle in on a, a specific drink that we maybe want to talk about or just something that we're drinking, and talk about something pop culturey. So it gives us gives us some time to open up a little more and breathe, and honestly, gives us some time to do something with our son. 
Because <laughs> all the... Yes, the, the our reason, son. Yes, collective son. I mean... We no, our families and gives us some time so that we don't have to spend, you know, a lot of time researching at least every other week. Well, it, it frees us all all up, really. I mean, as much as we we love doing the show, but the 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 writing of the episodes is is what takes up time, and so yeah. now we're going to get to have that every other week. Essentially, we're going to get two weeks basically to work on an episode that and and actually put forth more effort versus you say that. We're saying like it, it's the goal. That's the thing, <laughs> but uh, but no. So every other weekend we'll do an unscripted kind of let's sit and chat with a drink. Let's have a drink and chat about something not drink related. Uh, name is up for debate for what those episodes will be called. Yeah. If you have a suggestion, go ahead and fire them at the feedback uh, email. And though it will probably fall into the format that a lot of people like to do on naming for those kinds of episodes, yeah. to where we'll let chat name those episodes. So we're going to have to get a show bot set up and all that. I like, kind of, mean, I like that idea better, that's for sure. So we can have a little more fun. Uh, I guarantee you be lots of cursing in those episodes. They will all be labeled explicit. So. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no for a Viking. He's like, have a drink and chat. Was that a pre-thought? No, it was not. That I just, I, things just said, they just come out. Uh, we don't, we don't officially have a title, and it's gonna be in the same feed. It's not like it's a totally different show, like the news show is. So it's gonna be all one place. It's just that it happens to be. It, if anybody watches Current Geek, I think that's probably the best example. So like Current Geek, what they'll do is, um, and if you're not watching it, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but uh, it. So Current Geek is like. They'll do uh, an autopilot episode where they watch a pilot of a TV series. They'll watch, um, they'll do a film festival episode. And then they'll also do like a regular. Um, Talking about geek news. Do, or, yeah, a regular geek episode. So, um, but it's still all the same show. You know, so, yeah. um, so it's something similar to that. Now, to get into a specific announcement about it, next weekend, we will be discussing. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Because we've not seen it yet, and it finally comes out on digital, so we'll get to watch it right before we do the episode. And so everyone can have a collective unloading of everything they've been holding for months wanting to talk about. How uh, how soon before we record are you going to, like, are you going to, like, set aside the time you need to um, emotionally process the... Probably f- the, f- the night before. It'll probably be Friday okay. night. I, yeah. I, I, I would kind of be interested to see you guys, like, literally just finish and then go. All right, I guess we have to talk about this now. <laughs> Sometimes that's the better thing to do. Yeah. No, usually it, uh, I usually find it better to give it a day or so to kind of process, kind of put my ideas together. Because, right. you know, sometimes right out of the theater, you could like something and then grow to dislike it more and more. Like, yeah, right out of the theater, you, the more you think about I it. liked Superman Returned, Returns, but over time, not so much. I mean... Not Again, bad. More conversations for next week, but I mean, Brendan Ralph will be returning to be Superman. I I, I have thoughts and opinions on this. And in that they're same, not bad. I'm just. And in that same run, Burt Ward will be returning to be Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that that's going to be fun. All right, uh, I think we need to move on because we actually have something in Untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, Been a while. Yeah. Well, how about we lift off for a lift off badge 2019? Uh, When Daredevil started making one year round beer, lift off IPA, they had oh, pardon, they had no idea where it would take them. Now, lift off is one of the most popular craft beers across Indiana. So join us. Oh, excuse me again. Uh, Join us as we celebrate the day lift off was born, July 20th. Enjoy a liftoff IPA and raise a toast to the bounty of American hops and deliver a the clean, a signature clean and crisp finish of a perfectly balanced IPA. Cheers. Check into one uh, check into one liftoff IPA from Daredevil Brewing Company between July 21st and July 28th, and you can unlock the liftoff IPA badge. So, there you go. Yeah, they're just up the road in Indianapolis for us, so... I mean, we could make it up there and get the badge. <laughs> I'm not that beholden to badges anymore, so I, I like getting them. But I, you I know, do too. I when like I think to, that when I think to check in, 
I liked chasing the badges. Now, again, child has changed everything. <laughs> I mean, they'll do that. All right. <laughs> well, this is where we used to have our news segment, but we now have our own news show. And you can go check that out this week. We're talking about uh, Boba Boba Beer could be a thing headed uh, headed to your neighborhood, possibly. What the hell is Boba? We don't really know. That might be a good idea for an episode coming up later. Yeah. And also, uh, ABM Bev fell flat on their face in Asia and ended up ha- having to sell their uh, Australian unit for, uh, what was it, 13.3 ballast points? 11 yeah, points. 11.3. 11.3 ballast points. Oh, I was off by two ballast points. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can check that out. It was uh, a good time <laughs> this week, at least. A good time yeah. was had. All right. Well, we do have a topic to get to. Been on that truck. Seeking bastards. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. You're not that drunk. I'm going to be. Yep. Especially with this topic. Yep. Because there's, so, there's a specific category there are some holdings in. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the ABM Bev of Spirits. That mm. uh, feels like the it feels like the, one of the closer analogs, I think. No, it oh, is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, no, uh, it's being called for in the chat. I think you need to play it. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch has got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Because they own like half of the Scotch. They they own a large percentage of Scotland. Um, <laughs> and you know, we did an episode on ABM Biff. We found silver linings, you know, in that dumpster fire. Uh, they did so, things to overall help the industry as well as burn it to the ground. Right. You know, there are two sides, and we're going to try to cover some of those two sides. Uh, for for Diageo, so let's let's look down into some of this. Some of this I didn't know until we were were you know, till I was doing research. Uh, Basically, so let's start I know off. None of it. Yeah, starting off that uh, Diageo doesn't really have a long and storied history. The name like that feels older than it is. Yeah, uh, it feels like it, the Robert Mondavia. I feel like like you yes. hear the name, it's like there's going to be some like deep history in here that I don't know. There's going to be a Spanish soap opera to rise up out of this. Mm, there might be, but not from what I was finding. Uh, <laughs> I will say though, that it also makes me think of oceans 11, but that's the Bellagio. Ah, yes. Not the Diageo. Uh, Is it just a, like a giant bottle of Johnny Walker? <laughs> yes. And uh, George Clooney and Brett, Brad Pitt and Matt Damon try to steal the contents of that giant bottle of Johnny Walker. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, their their history actually only goes back though to 1997, the year uh, of our Lord. When, the the <laughs> year of what? The year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. No, that's 1998. Uh, 1998 was considered the greatest uh, year in video game history. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Oh well, 1999 might have been the best year in movie history. Uh, it did, yeah, like they just, mm-hmm. so three great years in a row. Okay. <laughs> well. Uh, Anyway, in 1997, Guinness and Grand Metropolitan merged to create one company. Uh, yeah, Guinness. Guinness is one the, of the founders of Diageo. That just doesn't seem right in my head, but it is, in fact, correct. Okay. Uh, the Guinness company still owns 51% of the Guinness company. Uh, and it's still, uh, but the rest of that is owned by Diageo. So. Stuff that is, affects only Guinness, the Guinness family still has enough of a say to, you know. Okay. How, you know, at this point, though, as they the merger had began, uh, Guinness had a fairly diverse portfolio at this point. Uh, they owned part of Hennessy, uh, Dewar's, and uh, Bombay. Oh. Uh, they did have to get rid of a little bit of this, though, to get uh, in order to get past when the merger happened to get past some of the regulatory boards. Uh, the Grand Metropolitan was originally a real estate company uh, and also a hotel business, but uh, it had diversified in the 80s. And some point in the late 80s, early 90s, they closed their last hotel and had become primarily a food and drink business. Sure. All right. <laughs> they uh, they. 
they weren't you know bringing nothing to the table though. They owned Pillsbury and Burger King. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know those little brands. Yeah. Uh, originally, they planned to call the company uh, GMG Brands, but eventually settled on Diageo as it's a better name. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sounds uh, more exotic. Both companies had a very fairly robust portfolio of liquors as well, uh, but the uh, the merger kind of Voltron them together to make them the largest distiller in the world. Yeah. Um, I also have to say, GMG sounds like a used car sales place mm. that's going to sell you a pile of crap car. Diageo, sounds like they're going to sell me uh, 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 herbal supplements. Yeah, Diageo sounds <laughs> like uh, an amazing place where you get a great mustache ride. Oh. <laughs> I went to a uh, it's, place. Like a, it's a little mustache car that you sit in and Right around. Yes. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, well, uh, anyway, the company, uh, once it had become the company, uh, realized that uh, the liquor side of the business was making more and more money for them. <laughs> they did see some issues, though, as uh, there were uh, they were hampered by successive financial crises that hit Asia, uh, Russia, Latin America, uh, and other places. Uh, in order, so in order to focus more on its top-selling brands, Diageo sold a number of regional and national brands between 1998 and 1999. So, like right out the gate, they had to start selling off stuff, including eight Canadian whiskey brands. Black Velvet was among them. Uh, the Christian Brothers Brandy and uh, Cinzano Vermouth. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's the Scotch. Don't blame the Scotch. Uh, they did begin to recoup, though, as Diageo, uh, d- during this, around this time, introduced the Guinness Draft Bottle. That's that what little did it. special <laughs> bottle with the widget. Don't worry, it's just the widget. It was put in there on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also the same year that Smirnoff Ice was launched oh. uh, in, in Great Britain <laughs> and then in Ireland, the Canary Islands, Australia, and South Africa. Uh, the la- uh, the latter was a ready to drink uh, uh, vodka and lemon beverage that became a huge hit and part of the burgeoning alternative category. Which, if you want to hear more about alternatives, go check out one of our shows. Indeed. This has yes. been Justin Shameless Plug Fraser. You beat me to it. Yeah, we have a great episode all on alternatives. Uh, Smirnoff Ice also proved popular in U.S. markets following its introduction there in two th- January 2002, despite the fact it contained no vodka in order to conform to uh, state sales restrictions. Hmm. Well, by 2000, there's a bit of a leadership shakeup, and the decision was made to double down on premium spirits and just drop the food. They sold Pillsbury to General Mills and Burger King to Texas Pacific Group Incorporated. Uh, the latter they sold for 1.5 uh, ballast points. <laughs> One and a half ballast points. Wow. I mean, that's that's not not an insubstantial amount of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even sold off the uh, Guinness Book of World Records to some entertainment company. Uh, so Guinness this doesn't new... own that anymore. I don't I know if they not. bought it back at some point, but they they sold it off. It sold it off then. Huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, the the new focus allowed them to begin buying up everything else they wanted, though. Uh, they had already had a strong grasp of the str- Scotch industry, which is putting it mildly. Uh, but then they came to pick up Captain Morgan, and Crown Royal, mm. and eventually Kettle One and Don Julio. Uh, now, it's safe to say that Diageo owns a sizable chunk of shelf space in your local liquor store, even if you're not aware of it, because why would you think about it? You know, it's not necessarily everything says Diageo on it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we're going to let you know just how much they own in just a minute, but it does bear mentioning that they do do a lot, try to do a lot of uh, community outreach and the like. Uh, they have a number of programs to try to help encourage responsible drinking consumption as well as implement new measures to help reduce environmental impact among their top brands. Um, and they seem to try to do a lot of public good works, which makes it feel like they're trying to distract from some of their worst stuff. We're going to get to that bit. We're going to get to that a little bit too. 
So let's go ahead, though, and talk about some of the brands that they've got. Yes, uh, so the Diageo beverage brands. <coughs> Clear my throat here. Yeah, there's <clears throat> a few. Okay, so uh, in the beer category, they own Guinness, Harp Lager, Smithwick's, Kilkenny, Meta. Smithwick's. I'll kill you. <laughs> Senator, uh, Tusker, and Hop House 13. I thought it would be more beer brands, but that's yeah. what it comes to. So, uh, the big one here. Scotch whiskey. They own it all. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Almost, but yeah. So, <clears throat> get ready for me to butcher every one of these. Johnny Walker, Bells, Black and White, Buchanan's, Dimple, Grand Old Par. Uh, it's a hate, grand old bar. It's a high-flying bar. Okay. Hey Club, uh, Justerini and Brooks. J&B. J&B. Just J&B is what you'll know it as. J&B, yeah. Uh, Vat 69, uh, White Horse, Windsor. Achroisk? Here we go. Yeah. Achroisk? Ben, I don't know. I've never even seen this one. Benrinus? Benrinus? Benrins. Uh, Blair Athol? Uh, Kel Allah? I, I don't know. C A O L L L A? I think it's I L A. I L A. Uh, Cardu? Klinesh? Slinesh, I'll say. <laughs> Just for the 40K <laughs> reference. Craig and Moore. That's a great name. Uh, Delaney. I don't know. Dilawine. Dilawine. Delwinnie. Glenn Elgin. Glenn Spay. Then we get into all the Glens. We're in the Glens now. Glenn Kinchy. Yeah, Clinish. Clinchy. Uh, Glenn Losi, Dal Winnie. You guys, we are so sorry. Yeah, yeah. These are these are some. Like, in really fairness, a lot of these words aren't English. So if if it's any indication, our Scotch expert in the chat is still going. These are some new ones to me. <laughs> they may not be. We we just may have butchered them that bad. Yeah, truth. Uh, uh Logavulin. You may have heard of. Uh, we did an episode recently. Uh, Linkwood. Mm, oh, God. Macklemore. <laughs> Macklemore. Yeah, uh, we'll just call it Macklemore. Manachmore? Manachmore? Manachmore. Mortlach. Oban. Uh, Royal Lochnagar. Lochnagar. If nothing else, just go a lot. <laughs> and pretend that there are only vowels. Strathmill, Talisker. Uh, some of these you're, you're hopefully recognizing. Uh, I know there are quite a few. I am. Those are the, the very few that I can say and then move right on. Ten. Oh, God. Tenech. Tenech. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Just... Tenech. I know it wouldn't be Tenish. Uh, Singleton of Dufftown. Singleton of. Dufftown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Singleton of Glen Ord. And Singleton of Glendulen. So, yeah, yes. basically half of the Scotch shelf. Pick a Scotch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, vodkas, they own Smirnoff. They own. Of course. Yeah, that, that's the big one. Uh, I've never heard of that other one. Siroc. Uh, Siroc? Sure. Yeah, you've not, right. heard, you've not heard of Siroc? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's. A slightly pricier. I I, I I think I see it occasionally like flavored too. So you you'll get like some like you get lemon vodkas or orange. Sometimes oh, there's a rock. Oh but. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can picture the label now. Uh, Kettle One, American Anthem, and Silent Sam. <laughs> Sounds so, like a serial killer. It yeah. does, right? Like I was like, <laughs> that's, that's like a couple serial killers just shoved together. So Gin, uh, they own Tanqueray, Gordon's, Gilby's, Jinzu, and Nolette's. All right, and Rum, Captain Morgan, Pompero, Pompero, uh, Zacapa, Bundaberg, and Sake. I don't know. Okay. Sure. I'm sure. Uh, 
I will say, speaking of Captain Morgan, uh, when we were doing news research uh, for today, uh, we found uh, rum, uh, Captain Morgan sales are down 5% as people stop drinking so much uh, soda. Yeah. And we went, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Tracks. Uh, all right, so bourbons. They own Bullet, uh, Harper, and Orphan Barrel. Not as much bourbon. Uh, I was expecting more. But American whiskeys, eh, they, they own uh, kind of a big brand. Uh, Seagram's. Seagram 7? Yep, Seagram 7 Crown. Uh, Canadian whiskey, eh, they own another big one there. Uh, uh, Crown Royal. <laughs> Crown Royal? You mean the place that can't have their, their bourbon mash? Exactly. Hmm. It can be sour mash, can't be bourbon mash. Uh, Tennessee whiskey, eh, they own a, uh, George Dickel. <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah, well, you may have heard of it. Maybe. Um... Irish whiskey, Rowe and Company, uh, tequila, Don Julio, which kind of makes the whole uh, Don Julio, Don Julio Lagavulin, yeah, makes it make oh, yeah. a lot more sense when they're mm-hmm. they have the same parent company. But they also own uh, Casamigos, which is uh, or was George sure. Clooney's brand, but he right. sold it to them. <clears throat> it's still amazingly hilarious if you go down to his hometown where there's a little Irish pub. That is completely, completely sponsored by Casamigos. So it's probably <laughs> the only Irish pub where they are pimping out tequila harder than anything else. I mean, you know, Lucky do you. what you can. Uh, schnapps, uh, Rumpel Mints. Sure. You can tell we don't drink schnapps. Yeah, don't drink any schnapps. What is... Wait. <laughs> Archers, I'm just picturing like you drink it and you just start shouting, Lana! <laughs> What is that? I am looking this up. Bijou? I, I'm just saying, we may have a new topic. Well, add it to the topic list. I've never heard of this. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is a whole category. How do you say this? Bijou. Bijou. It literally means white clear liquor. It's Chinese. Yeah. I was going say, that's, it seems just... like a Chinese one. Also known as Xiaoju. Uh, is a category of at least a dozen Chinese liquors made from grain. Bam, got it right there. New category. Someone put it huh. put it in the dock. Oh, uh, it's a clear liquid usually distilled from fermented sorghum. Put hmm. it in the dock. All right. Hmm. Uh, which the they own the labels Xu Jingfang and Nep Moi. I don't know. We're sorry, you guys. <laughs> a thousand <laughs> apologies. Uh, mixed drinks. They own Pims, Jeremiah Weed, and the Smirnoff cocktails. Liqueurs. Yeah. They own Bailey's, Sheridan's, and Godiva. Huh. And Reiki. That, that's a liquor category. Sure. Not, uh, look, I'm just saying this one's opening up whole new categories for us. We're not talking the, hippie massage here, right? This this weekend, this really. This one. There's a lot of umlauts there, so I'm guessing it's somewhere. Somewhere in the uh, North Sea. Oh, see, I was either thinking Russian or Indian. Just by Could the also other be Russian. accent Yen- marks. Yenai, I don't know, Yeni Ricky? Yenai Ricky? Uh, Dog. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, umlauts in this. And Could we have looked this up beforehand? <laughs> yes, no. we could have. That, that doesn't make could it we have, entertaining. Yes. Were we going to? No. no. It's more uh, fun this way. Yeah, so they own a whole... I guess segments of lot. liquor that we didn't even know existed. Mm. Uh, Diageo also owns United Spirits in India, <coughs> as well as distributes, uh, what is that? <coughs> Unicum? <coughs> Which is Hungarian liqueur, hmm. a lighter bodied variant, Zvok. Which is Short. another word I don't know. <laughs> so uh, if you want to run down that list real quick and just grab the first names that we see, they own Guinness. Johnny Walker, Smirnoff, Tanqueray, Captain Morgan, Bullet Bourbon, Seagram Seven Crown, Crown Royal, George Dickel. I mean, this is just naming the first of each of these segments that they own. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I love that Bob and I had the same idea. Off to the to the yeah, we're list. over there and they're like, shh, 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 draw no attention to the <laughs> to the other work we're doing. Chris, vamp. I'm just gonna cough. How about that? <laughs> okay, that works too. All right. Well, on that note. 
Uh, there are some controversies, as with most companies, actually. Oh, some controversies. <laughs> Not that this some... is the most rich uh, segment of this whole episode. I was just trying um, to, you know, just... Some PR disasters. Some, there, some things. There's a reason Diageo is not looked upon with the greatest light. Mm. All right. So, in December 2003, Diageo provoked controversy over its decision to change its Cardew brand Scotch whiskey from a single malt to a vatted, blended malt, whilst retaining the original name and bottle style. Yeah. I would flip over as many desks as I would need to in order to change this. Right. Just like, like you monsters! Diageo took this action because it didn't have sufficient reserves to meet demand in the Spanish market where Cardu had been successful. After a meeting of producers, Diageo agreed to make changes. On uh, February 4th, 2004, Diageo restated its 2003 earnings, reducing net income by 53 million pounds or $97 million. In 2006, the Cardu brand changed back to being single malt. Uh, you that, know, that one's like that's, minimum, I think. Yeah, but that's like... It's not quite as bad as like Maker's Mark watering down their bourbon because they didn't have enough. Yeah. But I mean, like when you're, when you're running out, there are very few other options you can do. It, it's, this one, I, you can be like... All right, fine. You're, you're like begrudgingly like, okay, fine. Yes, it's a thing. Um, well, so in 2009, Diageo announced that after nearly 200 years of association with the town of Kilmarnock, question mark, uh, Scotland, they would be closing the Johnny Walker blending and bottling plant as part of restructuring to the business. This would make 700 workers unemployed and caused outrage from press local people and politicians a petition was drawn up against the plans which also involved the closure of the historic port dundas grain distillery in glasgow part of the johnny walker operation will be moved to a diageo site at levin fife with the creation of 400 jobs there as part of this expansion in levin uh, diageo called a herd of row <laughs> deer living on the site to make way for new buildings that's like yeah, okay this is this is one of those that i'm like oh we're gonna shut this like we're gonna do some restructuring oh you're firing people we're firing 700 people and murdering a crap ton of deer like what the crap i'm just like, so as, like the- as i'm reading this i'm like what <laughs> yeah it's like they're like, okay, it's fine, fine. We, we'll get a new deal, and this will be fine. It will guarantee make four hundred. So net, only lost three hundred jobs. What are these deer here doing? Kill them, kill them all. How many of them are there? Probably not enough to be doing this. Lots. Uh, okay. Well, in February two thousand nine, it was reported in the Guardian that the company had restructured itself so as to avoid paying tax in the UK. Yeah, yeah. I feel like most companies do this to some degree, though. So that's there's always some kind of tax thing. Well, the National Puerto Rican Coalition planned to run a series of ads in New York City and Puerto Rico, urging a boycott of Diageo-owned alcoholic drinks to protest the corporation's production move of its Captain Morgan rum from Puerto Rico to the U.S. Virgin Islands which will provide it with $2.7 billion in tax benefits over 30 years. So that sucks. Uh, Yeah. In 2011, Diageo agreed to pay more than $16 million to settle U.S. civil uh, civil regulatory charges that it made improper payments to foreign officials. Regulators accused the company of violating the U.S. Foreign Corrupt Practices Act to obtain sales and tax benefits for its Johnny Walker and Windsor Scotch whiskeys and other brands. And just to reiterate, that was 2.7 ballast points. Yes. 2.7 ballast points. Yes, sorry. Uh, The SEC said that from 2003 to to 2009, Diageo paid $2.7 million to officials in India, Thailand, and South Korea through its subsidiaries. The settlement included $11.3 million in disgorgement of profits, plus $2.1 million in interest 
and a $3 million penalty. Oof. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. After all those ballast points, that's that's a pretty easy... Yeah. yeah just that's... pocket change, really. It's like an Apple thing. Uh, on uh, May 9, 2012, Scottish craft brewery BrewDog revealed that Diageo had threatened to withdraw funding from uh, BII, the British Institute of Innkeeping, Scotland's annual awards if BrewDog was named winner of the Best Bar Operator Award. Diageo was forced to issue an apology. Ooh. That one right there. That's that's one of them I saw and I went, oh, I can just see this, like the, the smug lawyer going into the room going, you're going to have to do this or we're going to pull our funding and BrewDog goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like he forgets my phone records things. Right? He's like, the hell you say. <laughs> Uh, so next up, (laughs) (laughs) oh dear, in 2015, Diageo offended survivors of rape and sexual abuse with an advertising campaign showing a young girl crying with her makeup smeared as her sister looks at her from the doorway and the caption, who's following in your footsteps? Out of control drinking has consequences. Holy crap. Whoa. (laughs) You know. That's one of those that feels like, like, oh, you know what? Let's, let's show, you know, that's... try to be responsible and show that there's a, uh, you know, you, you need to like keep a certain amount of. They picked the wrong way to present that. This is yep. the grapest, like, yep. <laughs> over and yeah. over, it's the grapest. Well, someone um, else thought that. I'm sure. It's gonna give you a blast of grape in your mouth. Uh, yeah, the director of Rape Crisis Network of. Uh, in Ireland, said Diageo blames victims of sexual violence for the crimes that have been committed against them. The belief that drunk girls are asking for it is one that needs to be strongly challenged, as it's the one that we know perpetrators use to select and target their victims, uh, knowing this cultural attitude will mean that they get away with it. This is a harmful, regressive, and hurtful message which targets the vulnerable. Survivors of sexual assault uh, or sexual violence should never be used in this manner. This la- this latest ad builds on the shaming of women theme that can be seen in much drink-related campaigning. The out-of-control campaign, which started by asking women if they were embarrassed why, uh, while they were being photographed without their consent in a potentially compromising position has now progressed to blaming victims of rape for their own rape. Whew. Yeah. That's that's pretty much as bad as Budweiser's remove no from your vocabulary. From your vocabulary. It's almost yeah. worse. <laughs> like, the imagery. Yeah. Here's the other thing to this, too, is that it's... <laughs> this was not that long ago. That no. was 2015. That's Someone years? should have looked at that and went... Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. No, this is not okay. That's the thing. Like, clearly, they need different people, and I'm I'm gonna assume it's the uh, the same old white guy problem that I <laughs> that seems to keep rising. Uh, in no- November 2016, Diageo announced its intention of selling at auction Sir Edwin Landseer's Landseer's uh, iconic 1851 painting, The Monarch of the Glen, which the company owns but which has been on loan to the National Museum of Scotland since 1999, as it had no direct link to our business or brands. <laughs> the sale was expected to raise over £10 million. Ian Jack, writing in The Guardian, compared the proposed sale to, quote, feeding old masters into the boilers of luxury liners to keep the steam up, <laughs> and stated that, any business with a sense of history would give the picture to a public gallery in Scotland, the place without which both the business and the picture would be nothing. It would be the decent thing. <laughs> I actually got to see this painting when I was in Scotland. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This is one of those that do I'm just like, oh yeah, we're having it on loan. Would you guys don't even ask would you guys like it? Just just go sell it. I'm sure that I'm sure that that, that uh, museum won't pay us anything for it, so screw them. They just kind of sound like dicks. Uh, <laughs> finally, uh, July 2017. This was a mere two years ago. I, I'm just, I'm so, uh, geez. 
Uh, Diageo was accused of using its huge influence over Irish pub- uh, publicans. publicans. Okay, uh, to pressure some to pressure some based in Cork City into swapping out craft beer taps offering Irish produced craft beer for Diageo beer brands. After several such pubs all did so over the course of one weekend, Diageo denied the accusation. Because, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, they would, but. It just sounds like they're bad people. And I know it's a corporation, but I just kind of picture, like, you know, twirling mustache guy as as the leader. (laughs) Just. Mm hmm. Or like the kingpin with his, you know, lackeys. I don't. Oh, I was gonna say with his weird staccato painting. <laughs> well, yes, but I, I just ugh. those are they're just bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they they've done a lot of terrible things, and some of the terrible things they did in pursuit of trying to do good things. It, it's. <sighs> Yeah, I don't. I, I have a real like. How do you? There's a different <laughs> level of tone deafness on that. Uh, the rape thing on that there, that advertising campaign. Like that's a whole is, new. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. For me, it it's not a whole new. It's 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 a lot of like. Yeah, that just seems like what a lot of dumb, not dumb, but what a lot of people who. Are, don't think of it in those terms would 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 use but it's still not correct you shouldn't do that yeah so wow. oh Whew. yeah we tried being somewhat positive but the, the, you know end of the day they they buy up a whole lot of places and you know use them to make money to fund stuff yeah they, they, they're about making money they're not necessarily about love of the game i guess yeah i mean if the game is money yeah, then they're all about that. Uh, notice that at no point in our research did we talk about like them, their their master distillers or creators. No, they, they, this was all businessmen doing business things. Yeah, it's a, it, that's usually how that goes. So, <laughs> so expect a lot. Like there'll be individual episodes on some of these, you know, companies oh, that yeah. they now own, where we will get into talking about master distillers and the such. Right, but this is. This was the corporate overview. Right. So you now know the brands under this gigantic umbrella. All right. Well, I think we should talk about what we're drinking. I think we should. Drink with me, friend. Sadly, uh, we're not drinking anything with that amazing sound to it. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we are drinking scotch. Um, we did try to drink to style. Turns out we had two um, Just scotches. Glancing at our shelf, we had three bottles that were to theme for this episode. Oh, three? Off was kind of written right out. Oh, yeah, no. We're not vodka people. That's what it comes down to. Um, but uh, because we just recently did that episode on Lock of Woolen, we chose not to go with that one. Um, so Chris and I are both drinking the... So it's it's Johnny Walker Black Label, but it's actually the bottle of Jane Walker they did for um oh my gosh, what was it? it was like Women's Empowerment uh, or something like that. But yeah. um the, the I still think it's like one of the best like the label's fantastic. Like again, I think I still think it looks like Carmen San Diego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from the from the original like cartoon thing. So um but it, it's not a it's not a bad scotch. Um, I think initially I got the chloroseptic taste. International Women's Day. Inter- yes. Okay. Um, the. It's not. I think compared to Lagavulin, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know. It's um, why when I saw you grab it, I went, Brittany, you you've cut your teeth on much better things than this. I know. I know. Um, but I mean, I've always, I've never actually had any Johnny Walker before. And this is the black label, so I, I really hadn't um, had a chance. Because isn't the common one the red one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it goes red, black, green is their blend of some kind, and blue is the... Okay. Green is weird, but I, I, I weird and like, I don't remember exactly the qualifications to make it green. Gotcha. Well, um, but yeah, like, I, I, I don't hate this at all. Um, it's a, it's a perfectly drinkable... Uh, smoky 
somewhat smoky whiskey. So yes, the description uh, we have from Total Wine because oh. uh, the Johnny Walker website did not offer a good one, at mm. least that wasn't four pages long. Mm. Scotland, the original Walker family blend, handcrafted from as many as forty of the finest Scotch whiskies, aged a minimum of twelve years for a smooth and robust blend. Rich. Smoke. Good job. Good job, your family. Yeah. <laughs> Our nice family. Uh, rich, smoky malt, peat, and sherry fruit character deliver a satisfyingly complex flavor on the long, lingering finish. Mmm. Mm. Yeah, it is yeah, uh, uh, pretty good. Um, again, kind of ruined after having much stronger, more unique flavored. That's how that happens. Scotches. Jo- Johnny Walker's where I cut my scotch teeth. I, I started drinking red, and then I went to black, and then I went to other scotches, and it never really went back. Well, see, and, and I think that's probably the normal progression. That then you went to, to Isla, and you never looked back. <laughs> you know? I like, I, I yeah. Isla took me a little while to get to. I, I went to the single malt. I was doing a lot, of, a lot of the Glens for a while. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Glenfiddich, Glen... Yeah, and then that's true. Glenfiddich, Glen Meringue, and then, then went to... Then, then once I, I, I appreciated the 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 Isla, then all all yeah, all bets were off. There is now a uh, <laughs> certain, a heated a, discussion yeah. going on about the green and the blue, which is better in chat. Apparently, uh, yeah, I've had neither, so I can't I, I can't weigh in. A, a fire has been stoked in the chat, and the, we're just going to let that burn itself out. Yeah, I've I've not had either of them either. Um, uh, what I've had. For this episode was the only whiskey on my, the only alcohol on my uh, shelf over there that was from Diageo, uh, which was Lagavulin. <laughs> I, I had the 16 year. I know we just did it, yeah. but I wanted an excuse to drink more. I was going to say you uh... don't need an excuse for the Lagavulin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, as I we, we've talked about it before, I, I've had it on an episode before. Uh, 16 year it's the Eiley single malt scotch whiskey 43% uh, ABV it is fantastic uh, it has been been getting me all this nice, nice smokiness throughout the whole night uh, it's got enough bite to where I don't want to like slam the whole thing I want to sit there and sip and savor every last bit of it It's it's been it's been treating me good it's a nice campfire in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of it? Because you haven't had the Black Label either. Yeah, I bought this bottle like last year and had never poured any of it for me. You'd had some. No, I literally no. just opened this for the first time. Someone had taken a dram of it. I, not me. Casey. Again, literally, the bo- bottle was just opened for the first time. No, I like it. It's. I mean, it's good. <laughs> I've had exceptionally better, but at the price point... Uh, granted, we paid more for this special labeling, right? Right. But yeah. at the usual price point for just a Johnny Black label, I mean, it's all right. I mean, you're not gonna. You could do much better for the like. You could go, oh, I'll get some monkey shoulder, and you're gonna. Get I was gonna say like I, I would grab some monkey shoulder before See, I'd grab some for cheaper. Some Johnny you would Walker, get more but character. But this yeah. is just the name that everyone's going to go to. I think it's, not that there's anything wrong necessarily with Black Label. Just, but this has a smokier quality than yes. Like it does. I, I wasn't that much of a fan of the Monkey Shoulder. Monkey Shoulder doesn't have the peatiness. This brings some peat. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. So that's why I like this a little bit more than that. Actually, I, so that's not a, a which Scotch is better thing. It's like a well, do you want the peaty smokiness well, or no? What kind of Scotch do you want? Yeah, is the. Even though this isn't an Isla by any stretch of the imagination, but like, you, you're, no, but you, you're on you're the road more, to Isla. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's again that's I I think that it's a good building base for for getting your Scotch wings. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're, if you're like, oh, I want to try a Scotch, I and I'm like, I have next to no dollars. For those of you wondering, <laughs> Scotch wings do not help you fly. No. <laughs> you tell that to any pilot from 1950 uh, to 2000. Oh, man. Indeed. Commercial, I mean. All right. Uh, every every pilot you that's flown you somewhere was drunk. On that note. Yes. Uh, okay, so 
uh, again next weekend. Slightly different format to the show. But, you know, tune in if you are interested. And if you've seen Avengers Endgame, like everyone else in the universe seems to have have, except for Chris and I. But uh, that's fine. It's One fine. point something ballast points money worth of people have seen it. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In the U.S. Enough people have seen it to uh, fully purchase Ballast Point, which now has a uh, small brewery and tap room on Disney property. And Disneyland, yeah. All right, don't forget you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. You can also ask us your favorite que- uh, ask us a question, tell us your favorite drink, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can use the feedback page on the website. Notice how I almost said ask us your favorite question. You can keep asking us the same question. That's fine. Favorite question. We'll answer it. What's your <laughs> favorite color? Over, over and over again. So yeah, you can also uh, at that same email address if you've got an idea for a name for the new uh, pop culture related episodes or what we could call those, shoot it on over there. And all joking and fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. <laughs> all right. Um, so once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Oh, we'll see you <laughs> next time. Bye. I had a mouthful of scotch. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> <laughs>